You wanna start? Can we start now? Yeah. <laughs> Big Pippin, baby. Oh, Blaine. Hey, buddy. We're doing it. We're here. We're alive. It's the day after my 34th birthday. Happy birthday. Thanks, dude. How hey. do you feel? Pretty good. I appreciate it. I asked you as a gift for my birthday to do a podcast with me indefinitely, so I'm glad we're doing this. I'm, I am I am and have always been a very selfless friend. It's the inaugural episode, even though we've recorded hours upon hours that no one will hear. But, uh, well, they don't need to know that. Nah, not yet. But yeah, we're cooking. I've uh, been a little bit of a hiatus. I uh, haven't seen you in a few weeks. Everything good? What's going on? Yeah, uh, you know, I was thinking about this today. Um, you know I'm not a complainer. But I think it's fair to say that this is going to sound melodramatic, but it's been sort of a long, dark night of the soul, uh, at least in the media landscape, if not at, in the world at large. Um, I I won't <clears throat> list the reasons. I don't want to bore anybody. But today, just today, I swear to God, knock on wood, I think I, st- I through the mists, I think I may see land. You had a breakthrough. Fucking Shogun rocks. Speak Pippin, baby. Oh yeah, tell me about him. I know it just came out today, but I had to work in the office. I couldn't watch it. Dude, I've I'm I watched one episode. Two episodes premiered today. I only watched one. I'm so fucking in. Like I I couldn't possibly be more in. Trailers than I look am. sick. Yeah, it's I, it's everything you want it to be. It's immersive. It's um uh political um it's uh the character development already is like like you can just tell it's a show uh, for writers but it's also like a spectacle like you can uh, you can also tell like the budget is out of control like they spent so much time and money on this thing so for our listeners at home what's a shogun i actually don't even know (laughs) (laughs) i think it's uh like a dictator yeah, I don't know. It's an old anime I used to watch. It's about as far as I know. Okay, yeah. Well, so the basic premise of the show... I mean, you can Google this. and I'm going to butcher it. But the basic premise of the show is um, that it, it takes place in Japan, and it's like during a time... It's like the 19th century, and it's like during a time of like upheaval because the longtime emperor has just died, and his heir is like a, a little boy. Um, and so at, currently... Japan is run by like five different factions and they're all like kind of mistrustful of each other and they're like vying for power and shit um, until the emperor's son comes of age and add into that um, well basically the first episode starts with a uh, Dutch merchant ship crashing on the shores of Japan full of um, a crew of British it's ostensibly merchants, but I I think they're actually like pirates, um, and uh, they're they're hauled in to this like little Japanese fishing village, and like interrogated and stuff, um, and then like soon we realize that actually the Portuguese and the Spanish have been there for years, and the mission of these British shipwrecks is essentially to like slaughter Catholics <laughs> while they're there and like open up trade routes uh, for Britain. What are they? Like the They're Protestants. I was gonna say. Okay. FX? FX, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I gotta get on that. Um 
I need a good show to say the least. Well, dude, I know, and like, I, that, that's why I'm so excited for it because, like, I, I don't want to summon it by just by by dropping its name, but like, it has a Game of Thrones appeal. Like, you can tell, like, it's a big world. Yeah, big, like a lot of world building. Um, obviously, yeah. really expensive. Um, I, I I was reading about it. Apparently, it's been in production for like four years. Um, so like, so far so good, man. Like I'm like, I can't wait to watch the next episode. I think it's going to be 10 episodes. Um, so like first two drop today and then the next one, the next one, the next one weekly. Um, so we'll check back in with it. I hope, um, Any I incest? uh, no, but there's a cucking scene. Nice. Yeah. Um, definitely sex and violence. I mean, it's like an HBO show that for whatever reason, HBO turned their nose up at. I got offered a cuckold situation recently. There's this. Uh, Were you, are you the cuck? The bull. Oh. You know, I'm single. I can't be the cuck. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. Uh, right, right, right. But yeah, I, uh, I'm, we'll get back to shows, but I'll just drop right into it since it's on the. Uh, Hit it. On the brain. So I got banned from a dating app. <gasps> no fucking way. Really? Yeah, I got banned from Hinge. And that's the one I've had the most success with over the years. So it was like. <gasps> like, as soon as it happened, I was just, like. <laughs> I genuinely had, like, a. Internal, I didn't express it, but it was the start of what became a very long week, which I'll get to. Were you but, just doing too... Well, this is why I wanted to bring it up, because it was good. like... Well, this is the crazy part. I know it sounds convenient, but the day I got banned was already, like, the most successful day. Like, legendary. Yeah, like, yeah. and uh, it was on Sunday of two weeks ago now at this point. And, uh... Or almost two weeks ago. Wow, we really haven't talked in a while. Jeez. Yeah, so... I was all hyped to go back on it. Then I was like, I'm cooking today, boys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm all hyped, and then I go, and it just says, your account has been removed for terms of our um, you violation of terms, terms and conditions. Service, yeah. But you can submit your appeal, but it provided no reason or, like, what I did. So I just write in the appeal. It's like, um, not sure exactly what I'm appealing, if you can provide more specifics. Thinking that's it. That's fair. I don't hear anything for two days, so I send an email to their customer service, and they're like, thank you for your follow-up, like... We'll look into it and get back to you. 48 hours go by. Finally, they're like, we have reviewed your appeal, and we're going to stick with our decision to keep your account removed permanently. Your piss, uh, your pictures are blacklisted, so any future accounts that use these images provided of you like, will not be allowed access to this platform. So I'm like, all right, yet again, like, can anyone explain to me what I did? And, yeah, they just got back to me two days ago, and we're just like... We're not going to respond to any more emails. Like, we protect the anonymity of the person who reported you. Oh. But I'm just like... So someone reported you? Yeah, but I'm just looking back. I'm like, what could but I have what? done? But also, yeah. it's just such a weird, like, business model to, like... I don't know. Even on, like, Facebook and, like, YouTube, they give you the reason for the strike. I'm not asking to find out who reported me, but it's no, like, sure. can you just, like, tell me Is what I did? Like, well, they mentioned pictures. My pictures were not a problem. Right. I'm like, I don't know. I'm, is not, it, okay. I'm not explicit or like vulgar on these apps right. or anything. Is it a vengeful X? I don't know. I've been trying to look back on it. Like that day, I did. I did uh -oh. say to this one girl, I was like, oh, "You geez. look pretty good for a." <laughs> but like Jesus, dude. But what the fuck? That's. Like, <laughs> is that enough to get me banned? Yeah, we'll beat that later. Yeah. So. Well, Dave, you read anyway, what you yeah, I uh, bring that up because then I got on Field, which is this more... Uh, Can I just say, leave it to you to uh, find yourself in a Kafka-esque nightmare involving a dating app? It sucks, dude, because I've, as you know too well, like ever since the pandemic when I started using this bullshit, it's kind of become my crux of how I meet people, and it 
it sucks. So when it was taken away from me, it was like a dog without its bone. I immediately was like, are you fucking kidding? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, before, I had before, so much going on today. Like Before we move on to the other apps, I, I am married and have been for five years almost. Yeah, five years in October. And uh, before that, I dated my wife for four years. So it's been a long time. Is Hinge like the new? Is that like the Hinge accepted? has been around, but that's the one I have the most success with because they give you like prompts so you can present more of an actual personality ahead of time instead of just being like, "Hey, let me send you a blind message." Where it's like, "All right, should I be a gentleman or do I be nasty?" You know, like whatever. Just right. Like, you know, no idea. Do I make so. a joke or do I? Yeah. yeah. So Hinge, I've had a lot of success with, like not in like lasting relationships, but as far as meeting people and being able to like give a relative impression in the beginning that's been the best one so that happens i talked to a couple of people about it my one friend she's like you should get on field i heard about that one mm. she was just like but it is a little bit more like strictly for hookups it's not like so much relationships so i get on there and like it's pretty much just all like beat fucking people and just like nothing just looking but, like, to fuck, yeah. yeah just um ethically non-monogamous is everywhere but <laughs> there's a lot of couples looking for a third partner because on a field you can put your categories of things you're into so mm. you can skip the small talk and it's like hey i'm in the bdsm i'm in the three ways bond you know it gives you these categories so i'm a bit of a freak so i was like i'll try this out and put down some of the things i'm into and these couples did you just are... check every box that's what i'm imagining no nah, i'm specific with what i like but <laughs> bondage is in there and uh that one okay. picking right. up a lot of uh yeah weird yeah so th this couple reaches out to me and like they're just like hey we're really into what we're seeing <laughs> the dude's name is Benjamin and she was just like Benjamin's taking a real liking to you yeah and Benji and I yeah, are really and, uh, if you're really impressed with your portfolio they just straight up said him we're just like if you're interested we'd like for you to like come and be a bull and like fuck me as hard as you can mm -hmm. and Benji would like to watch and she Benjamin but Benji yeah, would like <laughs> he's to Benji watch. come on yeah. come on. so I haven't done that yet but it's still in the inbox okay you're thinking about it I don't know I if they're into it, I could be a bull. All right, I'd look, try it out. Look, look, look. Let me just say, and this isn't selfish of me at all, it would make for good podcasting. Dude, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, everything is about the cast. We're such good friends. I'm such a good friend to yeah. you. So, uh, thinking about that, and then otherwise, I went on a nice date on Saturday. We'll see where that goes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, bring it back to what we were talking about, uh, Shogun. Uh, Shogun rocks, <laughs> dude. Shogun rocks. Which is good, because... It's been a dark start of the year for television. It has, man. I'm, I'm, I needed that bit of relief. Um, Something happened. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm gonna let you take this one because I, I, I just, I'm gonna press preface it this way. I am like out of words for it, it almost as if it doesn't deserve my words. That's... It didn't deserve my time. I don't think it deserves my words. Yeah, you just need to close this chapter in your life, but unfortunately we do need to discuss True Detective Season 4, Night Country. <laughs> um, Don't get canceled, Dave. How would I describe it? Um, <laughs> it is very bad. Um, let's just take it from the top. Opening scene, real bad CGI. Yeah, yeah. You mean the uh, the reindeer committing mass suicide? Yeah, so it starts off, um, anyone who's watched True Detective, even like the lesser seasons, it's not a show centered around CGI animals. Not typically. So, yeah, that happens, but I forgive it, because I'm like, whatever. 
It's a new showrunner. Yeah, CGI is hard. Yeah, it's inexpensive. It makes sense that it's getting worse over time. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so uh, Issa Lopez, showrunner, um, she had this whole idea for True Detective after the fact. So apparently she wrote the script for what was called Night Country. And I don't know what the original script was, but it seems like the general premise is still what it was. It takes place in the fictional town of Ennis, Alaska. And there's a lab that's doing some like high level intense investigations into like the origin of life. Salal. Salal. Um, what you find out is funded by the, the Tuttle time. Foundation from season one and never returned to. Just mm, a little no. pointless Easter egg. So uh, the scientists go missing and then they're discovered. They're in a big old block of ice and one of them's missing. So now they're looking for that guy. But then. One of them's still alive. Yeah. And then the other. Well, no, there's two that are still alive. One of them in the ice is alive, and he somehow comes back. And <laughs> yeah, it turns like out a he's poltergeist. like a, a mutant <laughs> yeah. evil poltergeist, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I could do an episode breakdown, but there's pretty much anything more important to talk about. But just to break it down, because I'm a huge season one fan, which I think most people who have seen it would agree, like, that is great television. Sure. And uh, this was just, I don't know. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like, truly. And I'm not just, like, trying to be hyperbolic because I'm, like, a fan of the show. It's just, like, with or without the label. Well, honestly, the label is what made it extra worse because, like, there was no narrative resolution to any of this. Like, they lean into the paranormal aspect, but then, in the end, it means nothing. And then, I guess there's an investigation, but there's not. Like, there's no detective work being done other than this bullshit where uh, Jodie Foster's character, Danvers, just keeps saying, ask the question. Which is the laziest writing device I've ever witnessed. Well, they lean on it. Yeah. They lean on it hard. The spiral from season one is in every single episode. Yep. And then at the end, you find out that they can't explain what it is either. There's still, like, three different narratives. Or, like, you get into the lab, the... I don't care about spoiling it. Like, you no, go everyone's and, seen it already. Yeah, so it just has Because for some ending. reason, everybody in America watched this show, by the way. Well, that's... It, I mean, I'll just get to it. It got renewed already for another season. It did, yeah. I would assume a completely different plot and cast and everything, so... Yeah. Here's to hoping it gets better, but... (laughs) It's just funny you saying you don't have words, because I was prepared today to do a whole thing on this, and now that I'm talking about it, I'm just like, who fucking cares? It's fucking futile. It is actually futile. It's like smacking your head against a brick wall. I do have a few choice words. Let me just say this. It's, It's just a mess. Like, it's not... It's not even, it's just poorly executed. The acting was bad. Uh, The storytelling was egregious. The dialogue was stiff and boring and canned. It was like Um, negative chemistry between them. Negative chemistry between the actors and which, you know, go figure you hire a fucking box kickboxer, kickboxing champion to to try to act in a fucking prestige drama. With uh, one of the greats, Jody. Yeah, and she was good in it. Like, God bless her. She did her best, but like, I don't know, man, like, uh, the big climax when they, like, fall into the ice cave and, you know, it looks like fucking Schwarzenegger's lair from Batman Forever. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's it was just, uh, and to your point about the paranormal shit, like, okay, the fucking reindeer commits suicide in the beginning. Why? That what? never comes up again. Why'd that dude in the hospital sit up and be like, I'm talking to your mom? Yeah. And it turns out that's not a thing. Dude, the like, pointing. Yeah. The the serious... Yeah, it's like the girl from The Ring just yeah, shows up just every episode. showing up fucking pointing at people. And I don't understand why. They never explain it. And it's like, okay, like, I think what they were going for... And we talked about this before. I think what they were going for with that stuff is like, okay, like, the reindeer, the polar bear with the missing eye... 
the fucking demons that show up. Like, I guess these, these are all manifestations of like the characters' psyches. Like that is the only yeah. It's a paltry, stupid explanation. Yeah, it's it's laughable. Um, I don't understand the universal praise that this show got, other than, and uh, dude, you know me. You know that I'm not a bubba. I'm not sitting in my mom's basement fucking shit posting. I'm not a troll. Like my politics are pretty left of center. I just it. The only explanation I can come up with is people are afraid to criticize this show because somehow that like endangers your progressive credentials or something yeah it's uh <coughs> i get it it was made by women f about women like okay that's good maybe do it well maybe yeah. do it good well don't rip everything from the first season like i listened to a podcast with isa lopez and she literally she was like i watched the first season and it was all hot and sweaty and men and i wanted to make a show that was cold with women and like cool oh, nailed it respect yeah right? totally fucking nailed it and um and i should point out too like these these the female characters could have easily been men and you wouldn't even have noticed they could have swapped jodie foster for fucking val kilmer Oh, well, Val's sick. I didn't mean Val Kilmer. Somebody... That's a low blow, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Christ, Val. We're going to edit that. Love you. Love you. Love your family. Um, you we wouldn't should, even we notice. We should play RFK Jr. in a movie. These characters continue. are just men. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Cheryl! But, uh... <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Yeah. Curb's back. Oh, yeah. Have you been watching it? You want to just jump right in Yeah, there? we might as well. Let me just point out two more things. Um, the forced cream pie in episode one of True Detective. Sick. Uh, let's flip the gender roles on that and have a conversation. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Isla, not Isla Lopez, the whatever her name is, the Navarro. Callie Reyes? Yeah. Reyes? Yeah, Detective Navarro. Um, either second to last episode or third to last, which I think was the night before the big climax. Um, she goes and fights a gang of dudes. And her face is beat the fuck up. Not the rest of the show. Oh, I didn't even so notice it's just that. a convenient little thing where it's like, you missed that. The thing is, like, if we were really dedicated, like, if... It, and, and, you know, because I'm sure, like, some of the people listening to this want to strangle us. But, look, if we were really dedicated to shitting on this show, like, if I had that kind of white-hot hate in me, I swear to God, I'm an obsessive person. Like, I would go back and watch every little piece of it. We'd have a list right now that Absolutely. would be reading off. Absolutely, and and it would shock you how many fucking stupid, eye-rolling fucking inconsistencies and nonsensical non-sequiturs we would find. It would shock you. I don't think anyone was paying that much attention. I, I think, think it's like watching a fucking, you know, like a daytime uh, miniseries based on a Stephen King book. Well, to bring it to your point on like an actual more serious level is this show originally was a script before it was under the True Detective umbrella. Right. And when you see how much stuff just flooded this whole season that was just pointless callbacks to season one, it makes me wonder. Maybe the original script was good. Maybe. And, and, and then HBO... out of this, like, aside from just having, like, a IP already, it's like, uh, you know, let's get let's make sure we get the boys on. We'll put it under True Detective. Like, we're not going to just give the women their show. That is the most generous interpretation you could possibly come up with. Yeah, and that might be it. And, and we'll who knows? See. Maybe this next season, Issa Lopez actually is great. Right. And, and she, she just gets to do gets what she wants. Chains, you know, she gets to take the gloves off and, and gets to execute her vision. We have seen plenty of examples in the past where fucking execs who think they know better, you know, start meddling in people's work. Yeah. So I could totally see that. Maybe being if she the gets case. the keys. Like, to the... And the thing is that that might have some. 
some that could make some sense because to your point, if she came to HBO with basically just a generic detective show, it has nothing to do with their existing the IP. Premise is cool, like nighttime in Alaska the whole time. It's like a quarter of the plot is wrapped up in season one. So the, that's the why spiral callbacks like that's Russ why Cole's dad's an interpretive dancer in episode one. And it's never referred to again. Well, the interpretive dancing in episode one is when you the, knew. The, yeah, yeah, I, I hit the wall right then and there, and I knew Jesus Christ, am I really going to have to watch the rest of the show? And I told you for my birthday, <laughs> we were going to have to talk about a it indefinitely long podcast. Oh, and I so. regret it so so deeply. Um, the curb's okay, great. curb's awesome. Um, I mean, it's not his best work, but I'm I'm loving it. I totally I, I mean, love the show. I'm glad it's back. Leon's killing it. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's speaking so of great. a well, not a cuckold situation, but like the. The wife who needed someone you to help need, him get yeah, pregnant. Right. Uh, <laughs> when he does the FaceTime with her, he's just like, "Yo, it's Leon Black. You know what it is." <laughs> I know. <laughs> looking forward to looking forward to tapping that ass. It's like a twenty second pitch, and it's perfect. Yeah. Um. God, that's awesome. Yeah, it's great. And uh, what's her name? Tracy Ullman's back. Oh yeah. As the Beast. Yeah. She's, she's great. She's the best part of the season. Yeah. The, so far. Yeah. Um. JG Wentworth bit. Oh my god, I know, I know, I know. Um, how many episodes have there been? Three. Okay, I haven't seen the third yet. I watched it last night a little drunk on my birthday, so I gotta watch Ooh, it again. I fell asleep. Letting loose. Yeah, fell asleep in my clothes last night. Did you really? That never happens, but... So you had a good time then? I think I was just beat, because for my birthday, like, normally I would just make like a whole night of like, go out and get dinner with friends, but I was like, I just want to have like a long band practice. So, we did a lot and then afterwards I went and threw some back and nice. I came home and my body was just beat I was like fuck it you fucking earned that ass out in your clothes good for you yeah but um love a long band practice but it was funny like, bring it back to like freaking out cause um that hinge thing happened and that was like boiling like you know for me it was not so much it feels so lame to say it out loud that I was like bummed to be banned from a dating app it was more like the Kafka-esque like you're not gonna give me a reason like that's the type of shit that gets my blood boiling, and uh, I get that. Like man. having things withheld from me when I know I don't know, that. Even right now talking about it, like I can get fired up. So that happened, and then um, I was booking a flight. I had already booked a flight, and I needed to change it, and it was through American Airlines. So I I never get flight insurance, and this one time I was like, eh, I'll get flight insurance, and then it worked out. I was like, cool, I got to change my thing. And mind you, this is during the appeal process of Hinge. I go to cancel or cancel and change the flight, and they're like, I call the American Airlines, and then they're like, you got to talk to the insurance company first. And I'm like, all right. So I call them, and they're like, well, you can submit an appeal. Oh my god! And they're like, it, it takes no! about. They're like, the process takes about two weeks to review if you want a full refund, or we can give you a credit through American Airlines, and then you have to pay a ninety nine dollar cancellation fee. So I was like, so what is this the insurance? insurance? Yeah, what's what the, the fuck insurance is insurance for? Yeah. So. I'm like, all right, that sucks. So I go back to the airline and explain to them. I'm like, I'm just trying to change my flight. I found one. Like, I took it. I was like, I took the credit from them. And I was like, whatever, I'll use the credit and just get a different flight. So I go to do that. And then I find one for even cheaper for the dates that I need. So I'm like, all right, cool. This is working out. Whatever, $99 cancellation fee. It's not a big deal. And then they're like, all right, um, that's fine. Um, just go ahead with that. You have the credit. And then I do that. And I put the ticket through. And it says it's going through off my credit. And then as soon as I put it through... I get a notification from my bank statement that the full thing has been charged to my account. Oh my god! So now I've been, I have been double. Um, I paid twice for this ticket. 
Cool. So I call American Airlines up, and they're just like, we can do that refund for you. Um, the only thing is, now the ticket price has doubled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just... And oh man! So I yeah, I'm literally like laughing on the phone. God, I was like, dude, good, I know this brother. isn't. I was like, I know this isn't your job, but you have to fix this. So and he was like, good. I can give you a refund, and I'm gonna put that through. I promise. But it takes about seven to ten days to get back into your <laughs> bank account. So I'm, again, just I was like, dude, like, isn't you it can't do this to me? How fun is it that? It takes seven to ten days for the refund. Uh, it took they, seven to ten seconds for them to take the fucking money yeah, out of your very account. Very cool how that works. Fraudulently. Yeah, it's very cool. Mm. And uh, so now I got it fixed, and I'm flying, flying fucking Spirit. So. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So fucking. That's Issa's fucking airline. Yeah, no? that's fucking. I'm not. I'm flying the True Detective for <laughs> <laughs> airline. So wish me luck. But yeah, that whole thing. So that day, the reason I bring this up is because. That was the bottleneck of the week. I had had enough. And, sure. Um, I won't unleash it on this podcast probably because I have a good time hanging with my brother Blaine. But That's nice of you. I have a serious rage within me. Mm-hmm. And when it really comes out, like it even scares me. And I live with two very gentle people. And I've kept it together this whole time. But I just had the meltdown in front of them. and like, Did you? It was me just like... Normally, I'd just, like, break shit, but I just, like, went to my bed and, like, monkey, like, two-pawed, just, like, destroyed my bed. Like, I'm pretty sure it's not, like, there's permanent damage to my bed. Oh, no. And then I go into the basement, and I'm just screaming at the top of my lungs. It's this whole thing. It went on for, like, two hours of me just, like, <laughs> and, and my roommates, again, just, like, these two little gentle souls. And then, like, finally, when I came back up from the basement, just, like, <sighs> like, like they're both just, like, Oh my god, and like, I'm still like mortified from it because only my mom and like a couple other people and like ex girlfriends have seen that rage. I don't and think I've even seen that. I've known you for 20 years. No, nah, I mean you guys are my like chosen family. Make me feel good. It's the other people in the world that like get exposed to it because like I see red, and like I don't know, man. I had somebody like pushed me that day. Mm. Like I'd be in fucking jail, and like I'm just happy because it's like as an adult I been a while i haven't been in like a physical altercation so it's like thank god i mean when's the last time you were in a physical altercation <laughs> well dave it's funny you should ask because uh let me think let me search my memory oh yesterday it was yesterday whoa what yeah yesterday i got attacked by a 69 year old man <laughs> <laughs> what the hell happened dude well, it's a long story, but I'll try to keep it brief. Um, I own a record store, and uh, uh, when you own a record store, people try to sell you shit all the time, <clears throat> which is great um, as far as it goes. But sometimes people who try to sell you shit have an inflated sense of what they own's value. Um, this is one of those guys. He brought in like five records. I think it was like a Dark Side, a Rumors, you know, just shit you see all the time. I offered him 20 bucks. He didn't like it. Uh, got got a little quippy. Got a little snippy. I wasn't in the mood, so I snipped back. That escalated very quickly. And then, well, I should say, he had these records, like five records, in like a plastic shopping bag. He fucking took a swing at me with the shopping bag. What's going on, dude? Dude, I couldn't believe it. And Now, granted, I think it was just sort of... I did, did he come close? Like No, I think it was kind of a faint. Like, yeah. I think he was trying to scare me. Um, and granted, in fairness, I did call him a toad. 
Um, but that's light for you. I know, I know. It could have been so much worse. Like I didn't even know. Um, so I was like, all right, dude. So I walked very calmly out from behind the counter, put my hand on his back. All right, dude, we're leaving. Guided him towards the door the whole time. He's fucking cursing, you know. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck this. We get to the door. Dude turns around and swings again. This time, like, really trying. Really trying to hit me. Oh, my God. <laughs> he misses. The records fall to the floor. And then, dude, the look on this guy's face. It was, like, pure rage. Like, just something in him snapped. Um, Did he have that, like, old man, like, strength to him? Dude, okay. It's funny you should ask that. He bull rushes me back into the store. And this is it's a small store. You know, it's very narrow alleys and stuff. A lot of sharp corners. He bull rushes me back into the store. He's shorter than me, but he's broad. He's got that leverage with this. Built like a sure. fucking rock, dude. Like like a meatball. And he's he backs me all the way up in the store. And I'm I swear to God, my mind is moving a million miles a minute. But also it slows down like Yeah, you're locked and loaded. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, alright, my instinct is just to haul off and fucking hit this guy. I didn't do that. I got a kid on the way. I don't know if you knew this. Aw. A little baby. And I uh forgot you told me. <laughs> I'm gonna be a daddy. And uh, also, you know, I don't really want to see the inside of a jail cell. What if I hit this guy and he has a fucking stroke or something? Yeah. So, in the moment, this guy's bull rushing me. I'm thinking, A, is this really happening? B, what should I do about it? And C, I'm going to rush and leg sweep him. So, I fucking sweep his leg. I take him down to the ground. And I guess in the melee, I jam my fingers because they're all bruised. I don't think they're broken, but I've got them taped up here. Um, and he was not expecting that. He's like, oh, scrambling around on the ground. So, I jump on his back and get him in a headlock. <laughs> I'm like, all right, dude, all right, enough, enough, it's over. And he's like, get the fuck off of me, get the fuck off of me. He's still thrashing around. Yeah. And he tries to stand up with me on his back. This is Come how on. strong this fucking guy is. Oh, my 69 God. years old. He goes, I'm 69, I could have a heart attack. And <laughs> At least I was he knows. Like, yeah, right, exactly. I was like, oh, shit, okay. So I was like, I'm going to let you up, but then you got to leave. So I let him go. And then he's like, oh, oh, he like, you know, dusts himself off. Fuck you, fuck you. I should have popped you when I had the chance. And then he storms off. Well, that's our hero of the week. <laughs> I'm so happy that happened. Oh, it was just ridiculous. It was the most ridiculous thing that's ever happened to me at the store. Hitting him with the Russian sweep, dude. What are you, Tucker Carlson? <laughs> Damn, I wasn't thinking about this. Yeah, I was going to say, you're pro-Russia in that way. Yeah, it's really, well, in the one way. Yeah, in the only way. Yeah, that's your... That's my one, uh, yep. Well, respect. I'm happy for you. Thanks, man. I swear to God, like... Because I, I... Again, I don't know. The, granted, I didn't have, like, emotional attachment to that situation, but, like, the times I've been in physical combat, which was a lot when I was younger, it's like, it's to kill no matter what, even if it's, like, on a bus over a girl in fifth grade. No doubt. And I've also behaved that way in other situations before. I think I've... Look, I've done a lot of thinking about this, and I've talked to a couple of people. I think I've told my wife, obviously. I talked to my parents about it. Your and dad then, was probably so stoked. My dad was stoked. Uh, and then I talked to you, and I talked to Ati. Um, and both you and Ati said the same, and my dad, too, said the same thing. Like, you should be proud of yourself that you didn't haul off and hit him. Because, like, that could have gone sideways so quickly. And I think the reason, like, I'm reflecting back on it, I think the reason that I didn't was, A, I'm getting older. And, B... This guy had, like, jet white hair. 
was shorter than me. He looks like an extra from The Sopranos. Yeah. And my fucking store is tiny and full of sharp angles and corners and shit. And I just, I don't want to go to jail. And I don't want to go to court either. Yeah, you got responsibility now. You got. Yeah. You saw you ever having a kid? Exactly. I, that's I, true. Damn, I forgot again. Changes um, everything, Dave. Yeah, I get that. But there's also a part of me that would kind of love to fuck up an old dude. He was fucking asking for it, obviously. Yeah. I used to work at Lowe's. I'm like, yeah. I would meet a lot of old guys where I was like in mm. the wood aisle, just like, I could break your fucking skull open right now. <laughs> piece of shit. Well, it's funny because I see, I deal with old assholes like that all the time. Yeah, they all just the don't time. physically assault you. Right. It rarely rises to that level. Well, let's um, hope it's the start of a new trend. <laughs> I do think, I was thinking about it too. I was like, what? Like, really set this guy off. Like, because my mom was like, was he on drugs? And I'm like, no, mom, he's 69. He's not on drugs. Um, I think it's like, a, it definitely is a generational thing. Like, I think he sees me, I'm a young, you know, uh, smart ass, like, sounding off at him. And You're flawless, babe. I own this business, and he doesn't, uh, you know, to him, that's like anathema. Like, why? how dare I own this business? Yeah. Um, Even though I'm sure he's like, back in my day, I owned a business. Yeah, right, exactly. Well, it pisses him off because clearly I don't deserve it because, you know, I'm under the age of 40. Um, and actually, um, the cop I talked to, which I, I did report it only because um, my wife was like, you need to report it in case he reports you. Mm. And I was like, ooh, there's some wisdom in that. So I called I called the cops and was like, oh, hey, look, this isn't a big deal, but, like, I think I may have just been assaulted. Can you send somebody over? So this big state trooper shows up and um i made clear right off the bat i was like look i'm not trying to press charges on this guy like i just want to have a record of it in case he calls you you know um because he could say anything yeah. you know it's not i don't you don't have cameras in here do you no and clearly not a great guy right i mean he was willing to assault a random shop clerk um so i you know gave him my report and uh it was so funny he um the cop was like, and you know me and cops, I'm sort of like, oh, I want to get this over with. Hey, Cab you know? Rocky over here. Well, and let's not go there. Anyway, this guy turned out to be fine. Um, and he actually, like, before he was about to leave, he was like, what is this with the old people? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, it just seems like they feel like they're kind of entitled. And I was like, dude. And actually, it all came flooding back to me. I was like, I actually said those words to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, that's the problem with your generation. You're all fucking entitled. I mean, the boomers have to go. Dude, we sat there. 69's a boomer, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Uh, we sat there and just talked shit on old people for like five minutes. Like, yeah. he, t he told me about like yeah, having he turns a fucking... his radio off. There's like emergencies. He's like, hey, let me tell you. <laughs> he, actually, his radio was going <laughs> off as he was bitching about old people. He's like, and he's like, turns it down. He's like, Dude, he's fucking geezer. He me... literally did that. He did his little shoulder strap. <laughs> he, he was like, he was telling me about like having to pull County people or over. State, state, state yeah, boy. Yeah. Um, he was he was built like a rock too. Um, and he was telling me how like having to pull uh fucking old people over on ninety five doing like fifty in the left lane and shit, and mm -hmm. like how they get all indignant and stuff. And he's just like, look, man, like I'm just trying to do my job. And he sat he unloaded on me a little bit. I was like, yeah, well, they buy any records? No. Yeah. They never do. Yeah, cops never buy records, folks. Yeah, that's heard it here first. A hard and fast rule. Damn. Etch it in stone. On my fucking birthday, what a! Asshole. I know how fucking dare he. God damn. Although, it's a little bit of a present. I was gonna say that, and fucking Jacob Rothschild dying. Twofer for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the first thing I saw, and I was like, "This is gonna be a good year." <coughs> I but, hope so. Oh, but then oh. that fucking dude set himself on fire. But we don't need to get into that yet. Oh, but, to uh, protest the Gaza. Invasion. Yeah, but I was like, again, yeah. on my birthday. 
What was he thinking? Didn't he know. check the calendar? Yeah, dude. What an asshole. Um, Dune, part two on Saturday. Are we doing it? Choo. Should be. And we're going? That's the plan. Octi's right. talking about trying to see it on Friday, but. He's so fucking lame. Yeah. Octi, you stink. God damn, he sucks. I saw Godspeed with him on Sunday night. Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, it looks cool. Dude, Godspeed was awesome. Um, Godspeed was fucking awesome, but what I really want to talk about is Julia. Let's go. Julia was there, dude. Julia was so there. Okay, you are familiar with the work of Godspeed Do Black Emperor, yes? Yes. Kind of a quiet band. Um, actually, they got a lot louder in recent years and heavier. I was going to say, I feel like they got some noise behind They're them. kind of metal now, actually, which is fucking dope. Um, but early on, you know, uh, I guess it, in their first period, they were kind of like the progenitors of, or the originators of like the post-rock quiet to loud mm-hmm. phenomena. So they opened their set with one of those songs. You know, it's a really hushed and quiet. They got this big projector behind them with all these like arty images. It's really cool. Um, so it's real quiet. This guy's playing an upright bass. It's like a couple other instruments playing. It's hushed. Everybody in the room is silent. And it's like, you know, 300 capacity in this old barn. It's f- so cool. And in the gloom, I hear just <laughs> so fucking loud. And what do you know? It's fucking Julia talking about talking to some random guy about her birthday party that she's throwing she was telling us about that uh, was a different person's birthday party she's always talking birthday parties. she loves birthday parties apparently she's literally shouting at the top of her lungs to this guy about this party she's gonna have and like oh but would that work for you though like oh but hold on should i move it to tuesday like swear to god like and to the point where like everyone in the crowd is like looking at her like what the fuck and me and Octi are just like oh is this happening did you explain it to Octi? No, okay, so we we got there. So eventually she she goes, you're going to love this. She goes, I can't really handle this right now. It's kind of sensory overload. <laughs> and she repeated that several times. It's sensory overload. And she just disappeared. Uh, I guess she went out to smoke, and that's an educated guess because anytime I went out to smoke, guess who was there? I wish she would smoke herself. She fucking apparates, dude. She apparates. I'm just trying to have a fucking cigarette in the middle of Godspeed. I, I I just, look, we're getting old, standing for like an hour Dude, it plus. Kills me. It really hurts and sucks. So I went out for a cigarette and she just appears. There she is. And she's fucking talking. Oh my God, dude. Every time. Dude, it's it's like you said, it is an apparition. Like I remember um, this was years back and it's probably my earliest memory of her. And we'll explain who this person is in a minute. But uh, yeah, we were uh, at the old Jackson Inn and uh, I had a joint outside. And just me and one other person smoking it, and she just comes up and goes, "Oh, I love weed!" and reaches and grabs my joint, <laughs> no, and like me no, no. like fucking the <laughs> the wettest inhale ever. And then yeah, I just told her I was like, "Get away!" Like I was just like, "No one fucking invited you for this." So anyway, that was like the origin story. I've seen her plenty, but she's just like this psychotic person. But so Blaine and I, we love to have sneaky cigarettes behind the shop when when we hang out. We do, and um. It's a very sacred, important thing that we've been doing for years now. Yep. Well, SIGs in general, but behind the shop, SIGs. It's almost ritualistic. Yeah. And it's important that it's like a thing for us, like our conversations, indoor conversations versus the outdoor SIG is like a different mode. Change it up a little bit. So, things. this was months ago at this point, but uh, we're out there for a SIG and then I swear 
she's just there. We both look over our shoulders, and she's there, and she's like, is it smoke time or whatever, sig time? And she's like... She dropped that line on Sunday, too, by the way. Oh, my God. And yeah, she just took a very sacred thing from us, and, like, I might fucking... I'm not going to say it on the air, dude, but, yeah, she, uh... <laughs> Well, it's funny you mentioned the word sacred because she is the Antichrist and is at least 3,000 years old. Um, she comes in many forms. Um, and she's here to punish. Um, that's her only mission in life. Um, I, we're pretty sure we've talked about this. I think she moves from town to town, group to group. Um, she's old, for sure. She's old as Methus. Ancient. I mean, all in all, there's a lot you could say, but she's really just a And I can't stand her. Speaking of, we're gonna take a little sig break, all right? Oh my god, dude, she's out there. I fucking swear. Yeah. Just in the rain, like drenched, like sig. Fucking Bram Stoker, dude. Yeah. Phew. No, Julia. Ooh. Yeah, we lucked out on that. Sure but um. Now I was thinking more on that fucking dude setting himself on fire outside the yeah, embassy. Yeah, let's dig in on that a little bit. Did you see the picture? There was an embassy guard pointing a gun at him while he burns. <laughs> Freeze! <laughs> <laughs> Sir, drop your weapon! Or I'll be forced to shoot you! I'm just fucking... <laughs> Sir, you have the right to remain silent! <laughs> if you cannot afford an attorney, one will be provided to you! <laughs> so, yeah, respect to that guy. He's a hero. Risk, uh, you the mean guy the cop the, that yeah, has the guy to do the, the reams of paperwork? Yeah, I mean... Blue Lives, MC Lives Matter, whatever. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, but I mean, respect. It's respect. a sad state of the world. I mean, there's other ways to get attention, bruh. Yeah, really. But, but you know, I, he got his wish for one whole day. He is all anybody could talk about. But then there's other people I've noticed who seem to be like the opposite of wanting attention. Have you? I witnessed my first uh, VR person in the wild recently. VR person. Like the, Explain, um, please. Whatever the new. I don't think it's called Oculus anymore, but the new like. VR goggles have been updated and people are like you can interact like in the real world with oh them now. yeah it's like Apple right yeah so uh, yeah it's Apple so I saw my first dude oh, no. with those in the wild oh my god that just got me thinking about this funny premise because like obviously where this is all headed is like the sex dolls are state of the art right now so people are just gonna check out from life and if they haven't already yeah go and get the goggles get the sex doll and you're set <laughs> but it was getting me thinking about this idea of like doing like intervention but it's an outervention it's like this guy calls all of his friends and family together and they're like he's like i need you at the house right now and every, you know like people are buying <laughs> tickets immediately like to get there and like this is an emergency and <laughs> dude he's got a family and everything and they come and it's just the goggles laying on the table <laughs> and he's just like it's been a great life with all of you I've <laughs> you've been nothing but good to me and i love you all and he's like, but this is the last you're going to see of me. Oh, my and God. His son's next to him. He's like, I love you, son. He's like, eight. And he's like, you're going you're gonna to take care of your mom, right? Take care of the family. And then, yeah, so it's just he goes and puts the goggles on and then immediately is hard and just walks into his office for the rest of his life. <laughs> like, immediately it's like. Quietly oh, shuts oh. the door behind him. Yeah. yeah, so that just really made me giggle. Like, that's great. But I bet that's going to happen. Wait, like, what People was, are going to, like, sign off. What was the guy that you saw doing? He was, uh, like, shadow boxing. Like he was just, just like, he was on the sidewalk, and at first I saw like a dude punching, and then I'd like register for a second. I was like thinking I was about to be in a situation like you, like right, yeah, having to fight this guy. But now nah, he was just like <gasps> like fighting, oh. and then I guess the way these goggles work is it's like half interactive with the real world because like you can't just have people blindly walking. So I think he sees things like uh, overlaid 
Yeah, I think that's right. I think so that's he right. probably saw like a fucking Tekken dude in front of him, and it's just <laughs> battling him while I'm walking down. But, oh uh, my god, Dave! Oh my god! It's the end. It is absolutely the end. Now look, it's for centuries. People have thought over and over again in different situations, in different countries, and in different contexts. This is the end, right? The end is coming. No, 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 no. It's ours. We are going to see the end. This is the end. I think it's already over. Um, I forget the name of like the season in the book of Revelations, but there's this period. <laughs> it's like right before God comes back to burn it all down. He's just like, it's going to suck real bad for a while. We need to find out the name. Yeah. Because that's what we're living in right now. Yeah. So Blaine believes the Bible now. but uh, That's all it took, yeah. turns out. <laughs> but, that was easy. Yeah, it's definitely scary. I don't know. And the thing is, it's like, the internet in itself, we're in that we're that weird generation that got the beginning of the internet. So any chance of hope, like all you have to do is talk to us and be like, "Oh no, like, <laughs> you don't understand." As soon as the internet began, there's a little thing called goatsy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah little, two girls, one cup. Yeah, we we're the tub girl generation. So like, we are. Yeah, we, we are. And I wear that proudly. Yeah, I'm you know a badge of honor. I'm proud. So dude, I I'm, remember I'm now we're witnessing like uh, phase two, and the thing is, is I've taken from the tree of temptation and i've already put the goggles on because my buddy has them this was a few months back no but he starts me off the proper way he's like dude google earth you can go anywhere in the world and walk around it's amazing Whoa, i was like holy shit this is cool. i was like i could just take mushrooms and spend a fucking day on this like so that was super cool and he was like all right you ready and he pops on full panoramic porn and you have the headphones with it too, so it's like super like um, sensory overload. Fucking Julia cannot handle this shit. <laughs> and, but it was crazy because I immediately it was the scene. Um, you know Monica Belushi in uh, Matrix Reloaded in the white suit. Ooh. Ooh. No, yeah, he knows my soft spot. Oh, so no. it was that, and it's just immediately I was like, get this shit off of me, dude. Like, ah, uh, yeah, I can't go, but I knew like. So, yeah, I see what you mean. I so see I have sympathy. Mean. It's more just like, you know, you got to work on yourself, people. Like, give yourself a chance before you submit to this. Cause Those fucking goggles, man. Yeah. They, they're going to be the death of all of us. Yeah. Holy It'll be cool shit. on like a plane or something. But just, like, distract yourself. But I mean, you know, is it maybe it's just for people who take mushrooms a lot. That or, I don't know. Here's an idea. Just, like, simulate mass shootings. <laughs> I mean, oh, hey, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I don't care if, like, some guy in yeah, Walmart it's... is, like, pretending to have no, a No, 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 it's like a prophylactic. Yeah, so, actually, that's a good idea. That's a really good idea. I should Did take... you just solve the mass shooting crisis? I might have. That was in poor taste. I apologize, everybody. I'm so sorry. I know. The, the burning guy was fine, but... <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I that draw was the bad, line too. That guns, was bad too. too. That was bad, too. Yeah. This is Baba Booey Hour. Yeah, we're killing it. I'm allowing you to do your thing there. It's still my you birthday. Offend everybody. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how we'll excuse it. Mm -hmm. It's Dave's birthday. I will die on in court. They're like, it was his birthday. <laughs> your honor. Your yeah. honor. Sir. <laughs> my client has done nothing wrong. Um, but yeah, Godspeed. Very, very political. Extremely political. And like banter? Are, no, they didn't say a word. And there are no vocals. But they had a giant projector screen behind them, and it was all, all the footage was either of like street riots or like burned out like husks of buildings in the Middle East, and it was like I mean the music was just like furious. Yeah, it was sick. I like that. That's a cool way to do it because I, as a musician, one of my 
least favorite things is like straight up proselytizing and like just oh, it's pushing the worst. But, I mean, the visuals worst. are cool. Do what you need to do. I'll, I'll tell you this: they rain down purifying hellfire on Julia. Bless them for that. Bless them. Bless you, sir. God, where she, where will she appear next? I don't even want to predict. I'm not sure what she's capable she's of. She's like an element. <laughs> I'm just, just imagining like Spider-Man kiss, you know, she like dangles from the ceiling. Yeah, there's that old uh, Egyptian adage where it's uh, time fears the pyramids. Oh, I've never heard that before. The pyramids feared Julia. Mm. You heard that one? <laughs> well, you just made it up, so yeah. no. Hey. Oh. Uh, oh! So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Dune on Saturday. Fuck off, you. We're not going on Friday. Um, I'm gonna tell him where it's going and just not show up. Oh, I like that. That's a good call. But then I have plans with him later, and I'm gonna show up to that. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave him hanging for like three hours. You gonna pretend like it didn't happen? Yeah, big time. Nice, nice. Um, if he tries to talk to me during this movie, I'm gonna freak out. The reason I say that is because Octi, unlike you and I, is like a fan of the books. Gross. He's got a lot to say about him. I swear to God, dude, if I get a shoulder tap, even I just fucking feel his breath on my ear, I'm I'm just smacking. You're always going to hear his breath on your ear. <laughs> <laughs> that deviated septum can't he hide. He's a mouth anyway. breather. It's true. Yeah. Um, Love you, bud. Yeah, you're the best. <laughs> but I don't think Octi will be bad about talking during the movie. It's just he's like, going to talk a hell of a lot after. And before. He's going to have opinions, dude. Should he be allowed to? No. Well, we'll just shut him down. As we've always done. <laughs> it's our duty. Um, and then I hope, well, I hope next week we can review it. We'll do a little Dune 2 review. Yeah, we're going to be yeah. doing a lot of that stuff on this podcast, people. We're, yeah. we're just shooting the shit right now, Blaine. I haven't seen yeah. each other in weeks. This is a loose-limbed David Blaine show. We're having fun. Inaugural app. Yeah, we'll get into the big stuff. Yeah, you know. But for now, it's my dating life. Well, that will be a recurring theme, I'm sure. No, I'm going to fall in love with the girl I'm talking to right now. I can tell. It's all going to be good. Everyone mark mark this date down in your <laughs> calendars. February 27th. 7th. Yes, what's the day after? 5.46 p.m. Yeah, it's F7. <laughs> F27. <laughs> um, yeah, things going on in the world. I mean, thoughts on Tucker, Vlad's fucking... Yeah, um, Tucker's in Moscow... Maybe you should just stay there. Come on. I agree. I got not much else. Except, I don't know, did you see any of the interview? I watched the whole thing. Did you really? Yeah. Um, I don't, like, I'm wary of giving Vladimir Putin credit for anything, but he did just kind of emasculate Tucker Carlson, right? Big time. Well and truly. Yeah. Um, did you see any of the uh, grocery store footage? Oh, uh, yeah, with, like, the like rinky-dink music in the background. He's like, in America. He's a fucking caricature of himself at this point yeah, whatever I got no time for him I'm reading this book right now called um, They Will Have to Die Now um, about Julia the... <laughs> <laughs> fuck that was yeah well, quick with it damn um, it's about the fight to retake Mosul the city in Iraq um, by uh, Iraqi security forces and their coalition partners um, with American air support um, it's so fucking good and interesting. Um, and it like, <clears throat> it's like ostensibly war reportage, but like 
this guy is a, a great writer first off but also like delves into like the history of the region and stuff um which was always a shit show like don't don't let anybody lie to you um and um there's just so many amazing characters and uh and uh the kurds specifically that he embeds with are just ridiculous yeah. like just so fucking cool when I, was this again this was 2017, 2018, 2019. The fight to retake Mosul. I mean, you remember it was all over the news. Uh, you remember the, the Yazidi massacre? Mm -hmm. um, ISIS basically cornered a bunch of ethnic minorities. Oh, I thought that was them killing a bunch of Italians. <laughs> <laughs> you suck a dick. But no, continue. Uh, uh, yeah, on Mount Sinjar. Uh, the Yazidis are an extreme minority. They're, they practice um, a sect of Christianity that's like older than Christ somehow. Um, Zora. It's like Zoroastrianism. That's probably its closest analog, actually. It like probably, that's the original like monotheistic religion. Right. I'm not an expert, but that sounds right. I mean, they're like pagans almost. Um, yeah. And ISIS, of course, just fucking despise despise them. Um, and they carried out a fucking genocide, basically. And that is what essentially kicked Obama in the ass to finally send, you know, a mission. And um, it's just such a cool book, and like. Um, it like delves into like the origins of ISIS and like all their like twisted ass beliefs and like um, how that like how that like connects with Saddam's Iraq and like um, Iran and how and this is actually this was an interesting part too because like we're we've got dust ups with Iran right now um, a lot of a, a big part of that coalition along with the Iraqi security forces and the Peshmerga and American air support and special forces was. Um, Iranian-backed Shia militias because ISIS were Sunni and Sunnis and the Shias hate each other. Think Catholics and Protestants in Northern Ireland. Um, sectarian conflict. And uh, so there was this like kind of uneasy, tenuous alliance between Iran and America in order to expel ISIS. Um it's super interesting. Like it's just the the politics of that region are just wild to contemplate, and like especially with what's going on right now, it's a dust up indeed. Speaking of air support, I haven't watched it yet, but you were talking to me about this new Spielberg show. Mm. What's the deal with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Spielberg produced Spielberg and Hanks. Um, it's the same like crew that put together Band of Brothers, right? Band of Brothers and the Pacific. Okay. Let me just say, I never finished the Pacific, but it was brutal. It's really good. Yeah, it's worth finishing for sure. I mean, it's not Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers is one of those like uncool, corny, like yeah. makes me cry thing. Um, just a great show. My stepdad loves it. My dad loves it. I mean, it's it's just a great. You're show. You're not a dad if you don't love Bob. That's exactly right, dude. I'm already becoming a dad. I'm not even a dad yet. My fuck. You should see my bookshelf at home. It's all fucking war and espionage related. Yeah, your daughter's gonna be a general. With like a sprinkling of serial killers. Yeah, I'm actually hoping for a war crimes investigator, maybe. Okay. okay. Something like that. We'll see what happens, okay? <laughs> <laughs> she can be whatever she wants to be. Um, obviously. Uncle Dave's thinking general. But but yeah, man. Uh, math, it's called Masters of the Air. Um, it's not great. Um, it's fine. It's about... Um, Fuck, I'm going to butcher this. They're they're bombers. They fly uh, B-17s, I think, um, uh, uh, bombing missions over Europe. Um, and it's an incredibly dangerous thing to do. And, like, their casualty rate was, like, insanely high. Like one in six or something? It's insane. And I think a lot of that was because they were bombing during the day. They're running daylight missions. Fools. Yeah, but nah, they were... Like, well, 
yes, in a way, like that's what that book Catch Twenty Two, which is fucking fantastic. Everybody should read it. It's a classic. Um, is about is just how insane it was that they were doing that. Um, Maybe that's what it was. One in twenty two. No, I think Catch Twenty Two is unrelated. I think he invented that. I think that's a turn of phrase that he invented. Where where it's, I think it was. No, I think it's twenty two missions. If you survive twenty two missions, they send you home. Gotcha. But then if this happens, then that, and then it creates a vicious circle where you actually can't escape the circle. There is no going home. I haven't read the book in a long time. Joseph Heller. It's fucking great though. Really funny. Um, but that's sort of what this show is about is those guys. Um, and it's cool because like, well, first of all, the CGI is, I want you to watch this show at some point because I want to just talk about the CGI. It's like clearly really good and expensive, but like, there's a definite uncanny valley quality to it. How's it compare the TD? Oh, it's miles better than right, the cool. fucking TD. Yeah, I mean that. Not it's a low bar. Um, but <laughs> but I and it's weird because like there's only so much mileage I guess that you can get out of like like I mean let's face it like half the show is like dudes in the cockpit of airplanes like yeah you know yelling at each other through gas masks. It's like. Just, how you know just the bane show yeah right it's just not that dramatic um how's the uh austin butler is that his name he's awful yeah i heard that while they were making that show was during the period where he was uh losing his elvis accent because apparently shows. he got stuck in that it shows so yeah. he was working with like a dialect coach the whole time it shows i mean and the, that's the other thing too is like this cast of characters is like really broad obviously because it's based on a book about like this unit and so there's like a bunch of guys um, they all have, besides Austin Butler, they all have this, like, awful, like, Brooklyn accent, like, old-timey Brooklyn accent. And to the point where it's, like, you can't even distinguish between the characters in some ways. Yeah. Um, I will say that the last episode, it got way better. Um, some of the characters get, like, shot down over Europe, and they end up in, like, occupied Germany. Mm. And it's like, oh, okay, suddenly I'm in, because, like, they're fucking sneaking around, like, behind enemy lines. Like, that's obviously cool. Yeah, It's... It's awesome if you're like a World War II dad. Like you should watch it. It's great. Yeah, I just uh, I thought I had Apple TV, but I don't. So I got to get the subscription for it. Wait for um, <clears throat> Severance, yeah. season two. Wait for that. I like that show. I'm looking. I like it to too. I also am looking forward to it. It's Ben Stiller, right? Yeah, Ben Stiller, who ben directed Stiller. Escape at Danamora and which the is... Cable Guy. Oh yeah, that's right. How dare you put Escape at Danamora and the Cable Guy in the same fucking sentence? Jesus. I mean, rewatch the Cable Guy. It's actually like no, I, I a think masterpiece I, of like dark, like, yeah, sadistic I, comedy. I think I did. Well, I mean, Escape at Danamora. I mean, folks, dude, turn this podcast off and go watch Escape at Danamora. One day when we're really bored, maybe dead of summer, we got nothing else to talk about. We'll do like some top ten stuff. Yeah, because that show. And we'll do miniseries, and I'm telling you, Escape at Danamora is probably in my top three. As far as, a, actually, let's just, we'll do a full uh, thing later, but just off the top of your head, what is your best miniseries? Of all time. Because mm. we got a couple in there, and I think I know what some of your answers are, but. Ah, dude, you're putting me on the spot. All right, I'll fucker. throw the first one. Out. All right, go, go. Night of. Oh, dude, fuck. Fuck. Oh, you yeah. little minx. <laughs> uh, Night of easily, yeah, best. Oh yeah, easily. Right. Um, the other well, one that came to mind. Folks. <laughs> other one that came to mind beyond uh, besides Escape at Danamora. I really liked Queen's Gambit. Did you watch that? No. 
It's very good. I know it was like one of those cultural phenomenons. Um, it's act. It deserved it. Like it's really, really well done. I wouldn't put it in. Um, it wouldn't be my top. But what's the one you? It's like the alternate history of Nazis win the political party in America. Oh, um, that was the plot to save America. That was a fun one. That was really good. Yeah, that would be my top in my top ten for yeah. sure. Um, that the guy who's in that. Uh, the the bro, the younger brother that goes and fights for Canada, mm-hmm. he is playing Brendan Hughes in the Say Nothing series. Oh, and he's also in Masters of the Air. Do you know if Say Nothing is going to be strictly a mini series or is it going to be like drawn out? Because that's a big, that's a large book, right? It's a nine hour or nine episode. I assume they're hour long um, series. But did yeah. they mention if it's covering the whole book in one or? I believe so. I'm pretty okay. sure. All right, so we got that to look forward for mini series. So right now. Folks, you can keep up with this. We'll end up putting a ranking on our Patreon or whatever. No doubt. I but need, I need Night some time is, to research. Night yeah. of probably is number one right now off the dome since it came that quick to both of us. But that leads us into a new direction of upcoming things, which is the Penguin. Oh, yeah. A little bit. Of, uh, okay. So we got Dune 2 coming. Fucking awesome. Shogun is already here. It's amazing. You guys are going to love it. The Penguin, the Max Colin Farrell vehicle attached to Batman, uh, the Batman universe, Matt Reeves' Batman universe, has finally mercifully wrapped filming. Well, it's finally worth talking about because we've tried to have this conversation before, but it's just, you know, we're, there's nothing to work from. There's it's no fat on no that fucking bone. Yeah, yeah, so. But now we did get some fat. And it comes in the name of Pattinson on set. Rumored, rumored that he was spotted on set. Yeah, and and by the way, I like if you if you're a Batman head and you like the Reeves stuff, this is not a surprise. I think we all kind of you and I both predicted this. Um, I'm assuming. Well, I always assumed he'd be in it, but I think we're both on the same page. Probably the finale. Yeah, there might be like brief Bruce Wayne appearances in the end, but I would see th- that's what I was going to ask. But you. I can't imagine that they wouldn't make the finale of the series have Batman in it. So it's gets people extra. I mean, it would just be, I trust him. Reeves will be uh, making shirts that say that soon. And uh, <laughs> we'll put that on the merch store, but <laughs> yeah, I, I trust in Reeves to do the right thing. Cause like that would just be silly. If you say have... I, if I, if you say I trust Reeves enough, yeah, then it will come true. We ask our listeners to say it three times a day. <laughs> um, yeah, if I, if we don't get him in the cape and cow, I'm gonna be disappointed. I'm gonna be pissed actually. But I, I would not shock me if maybe a couple times throughout the show, even we get a little bit of Bruce Wayne, whether it's on like news coverage on a television in like a scene. Or like even like a like a brush in with him like personally like because Oswald Cobblepot is gonna be like he's like the up and coming the whole premise of the show is that like there's a power vacuum and he's gonna be the new um, you know crime boss of the city in which case he's going to galas and fucking well, I was gonna say I had rewatched the Batman just a few weeks ago and um, did you yeah look at you and one of the things about it is that they don't really, because there's such a big, like, climactic element between Batman and the Riddler and all that, that they pretty much just introduce the drama going on with the Wayne family and the, uh... What's the, the Arkhams. 
what's the foundation or whatever that they're doing? Whatever. Uh, oh, um, renewal. The renewal. Yeah. Fund, and that's like what's been funding the crime families and everything. So obviously, that's going to be a huge part in the Penguin. Is oh, I didn't even think about because that. I well, that's what sparked my interest in it is when they're um, they have that one cop, and it's him, Catwoman, with him. the broken nose. Yeah, and he's just like the trust, the renewal fund. It pays for everything. Yeah, and I forgot about that scene because that scene sucks. But <laughs> so clunky. But that part, that's like crucial. <laughs> where I'm just like, all this money that Oswald is now going to be dealing with is Wayne money. Mm. And I'm curious if like there's going to be rather than have because I I think a lot of the fans don't want to see a heavy Bruce Wayne Batman movie. So no, not to I, say like true. Pattinson's going to be throughout this whole thing because obviously that's just no, not the case. Not, not. But Bruce Wayne, this really gives a big opportunity to like explore him in a longer format of like the politics and like getting everything in order. And then at the end, we'll probably get Batman, and then you get the big action movie because I think that's the perfect way this universe has to work. Is I think the first movie did try to cram too much into it; it was bloated and like too long. Agreed. And Slurotic. Again, the movie like had its hangups and like obstacles to overcome so i can forgive that but like if they do it the right way with this series they can really just cover like all of the narrative elements that are required but would bloat a movie sure yeah and and we've talked about this before and i think that's what they're going for i think that kind of narrative bloat is so much better suited to a prestige television show whatever it might be eight hours nine hours um it's funny that you bring up renewal because that was such a big piece of the plot, and I didn't even consider that. All that I really, I guess I've not allowed myself to predict what's coming. Um, the only thing I I thought about was okay, got half of Gotham is flooded or whatever. Um, there's a power vacuum now that Falcone is dead, um, so we'll see the rise of Oswald Cobblepot. But you're totally right that they. Batman essentially uncovers this, like, massive conspiracy. Yeah, using my family's money. Like. Using his family's money. So, the thing that you didn't mention, which I, it's... I, and we've, we have discussed this, but that kind of opens the way for... Wouldn't there be a high-level police investigation into said corruption? Mm-hmm. Into said renewal fund? Well, and this is where abuse? Gordon gets to have his opportunity to... And perhaps another... Competing character yeah. that dent perhaps we all know your Gotham's right next a certain district attorney that's okay Harvey we all know your Gotham's right next I'm Harvey Dent I think he's gonna be in it dude yeah I saw I mean there was that rumor that was coming out of uh, a couple actors competing for the role I forget who they were oh I didn't miss that one that was like a year ago mm. but we've had a lot of chicken feed yeah, a lot I mean, of stuff that's just like, like, I heard it's gonna be Clayface yeah well, yeah no thanks let's just hope you're fucking wrong but you're all over that shotgun sound tonight. I know it's new I added it I like it. <laughs> well it's got like this little like the timing of it I can mm-hmm. hear the and, uh, yeah so it's an uh, effective drop I hope fans let me know if you like it <laughs> yeah, and please so drop us a comment yeah let me know if you like the shotgun the with fart your, along with your five star review yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I get really excited, or I am really excited about what's going to go on with Penguin. Knowing that it's done now, we don't need to, like, speculate if it's even going to happen. Because that's been a big issue with, like... You've been very pessimistic. You've been very pessimistic about it. Which I don't blame you. 
But now it's in the can. There's no way we don't get it. And I think we're going to get it this year. I think we're going to get it in fall. Yep. I, I think so, too, which is perfect. And then that's, like, this, like, late summer, early falls when there's uh, reporting to – or purporting to uh, start. Start the filming of yeah. the Batman part two. So, yeah. you know, we'll get the fall lead up and then the new year and then at the new year sometime – winter early spring we'll probably get a teaser for batman and then we're just back in it baby that's all i want me too i don't like these gaps in between and speaking of gaps that was the other thing i wanted to bring up about uh the bruce wayne aspect and like the more nuanced detailed part of penguin is with the movie it's just a whole piece and then you watch it and you're like oh my god that was so much but an experience but if we can do like the week by week like water cooler talk about a Batman series that's like good like I've just been waiting my whole fucking life for this you are so right we have never had anything approaching that before I am so excited and look here's the thing there is of course a chance that they fuck this up and squander this opportunity and this is coming from an avowed Batman fan and I know you are too um even if they fucking completely swing and miss Colin Farrell is awesome. He's electric. And I love the character. And he's great in the role. Um, it's just, I'm just so excited. And to your point, like, it is going to do so much of the legwork required to really back us into part two and, and take a lot of pressure off of it. And just allow for a great movie. Right. Because the movies are, no matter what, going to be the most important part of this whole thing. Also. Absolutely. That's just what it is. It's... But it just... It takes so much pressure off of it. It takes so much of the baggage away. It takes so much of the weight off of the shoulders of Reeves. All the storytelling bloat is just gone because the Penguin did all that. So yeah, and, it, and it'll do it an in a drawn out way. Because right. like the problem with the Batman is like they had to put so much in there. So it's like the whole renewal fun thing was super interesting, but it was also just like a it's not a so six interesting minute scene where he's just like, and here's everything you need to know, Batman. Right. So much less interesting when you have one of the villains yeah. explaining his dastardly plan yeah. to the hero. It's just don't throw me off the roof. I'll tell you everything. It's like, yeah. no, let that character like be a thing that's discovered over nine episodes. Right. And don't have him tell us. Right. Exactly. Let's watch him do it. Right. And she can show us. Yeah. Another thing that just popped into my mind, I can't believe I hadn't thought of it until now, is the angle that because they're going to continue selena's character that would be i don't know if she'll be as prominent it'd be one. malpractice i mean she but, might take like some time away from the spotlight like i don't know if she'll right i don't know if she'll be like an, a main character but no but this element um you saw that one of the new cast members for penguin is somebody who's listed as falcone's daughter yes selena's falcone's daughter ah so there's gonna true. i'm curious if they'll do this element where it's just like does she try and like blackmail or fuck over Falcone's daughter? And that creates like an arc for her where she has to like hide her identity even more and then become Catwoman. Hmm. Or does she play like the anti hero and like join sides with. I don't know. It's just an interesting element that I have. So you think of. she might be in Penguin? Maybe. Because she hasn't been announced, obviously, but they would want to keep that under wraps. Obviously. Well, it could be one of those things where, again, she's just quietly featured throughout the series and then in the movie, but. Selena, you know, again, it sucks when, like, I have to, like, say a, fem- like, a female character sucks. But, like, I didn't really care for Selena's character too much. And I never really have. But now I'm just like, that's actually an interesting angle that could, like, really, like, push the Catwoman character in a different direction. Where it's like, she's the daughter of a crime lord. 
Yeah. But then becomes like Batman's partner in right. defeating the crime. I don't know. It's got like a like almost like mythological element to it. Which I want to cool. push back just a little on you there because I'm with you. Catwoman's never been the best character, but I really enjoy this iteration of the character. And I thought <clears throat> with limited resources, she did pretty well. I mean, she did well. It's just she was the good. character itself. It's just yeah. like, it's a little weird. As far as an angle, it's just hard to make Catwoman that interesting. Mm. Yeah, no doubt. Um, they have a chance to, I think I, I like how they grounded her more in Frank Miller's vision. Mm-hmm. Um, I that think was like year one. Yeah, the year the year one version of Catwoman. I think that was the way to go. Um, to mixed results in the movie for sure. Um, but I, it's probably my favorite film iteration of the character. Not that she's got a ton of competition. I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer, obviously, that's a different. Yeah, but that's like a different thing entirely. Part of humanity. Right? That's <laughs> right. That was my all first. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, me too. Me too. Let's not go there, Dave. <laughs> Damn it. Um. What I'm really the one thing we haven't talked about is what I'm really excited about is, and this is this sounds so canned and cliched at this point because Reeves parrots this line all the time, but like we get nine hours of a prestige drama of just Gotham, like he is going to flesh out, like we've never seen it before, like a world, a live action world centered around Gotham City, centered around the Batman mythos. Like, I mean, yeah, I know Gotham, the show, happened, but, like, that's We'll edit that part out, Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, for adults. For adults, okay? Yeah. Like, I'm excited. I can't wait for it. Um, So that's, like, number one on our list of look forward to. If only CNN got to make the Gotham show instead of Fox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, also, Bear's mentioning Cape Crusader. Yeah. The uh, Bruce Timm produced. Um, I think J.J. Abrams is involved. <laughs> Um, oh, also, Matt Reeves. Thank you. Yeah. Um, looks awesome from what we've seen, which is very little. Um, I know Amazon picked it up for two seasons. Like, let's get this show on the road, guys. Like, I would love to have that this summer. <gasps> I think to again, bridge us to Penguin. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, I was gonna say, just get me in a room with the execs. I got, I got the calendar figured out. If the boys need it. Okay. All right. Maybe they need some guidance. You're right. Or. This isn't me saying I want this because this would just suck because it's like to wait. But what if Penguin like gets us so riled up and we're like, "Fuck, this is good." Damn it, the movie doesn't come out for another year, and they're like, "Anyway, we got a nice oh, animated series for you to little, like, indulge in." Little fucking sneaky drop. Yeah, it's really like a does Cape Crusader come first or Penguin? Because mm-hmm. once either of them drops, the ball is rolling. Is rolling. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And then suddenly you and I are chomping at the fucking bit, and this is all we're talking about on this podcast. Yeah. Get ready, people. Um, so I honestly, ah, damn, that sucks to say out loud because I just want it sooner. But I think that's that's the that's way. The that's what I was move. just gonna say. You, what you just laid out, that action plan, yeah. that is the plan. That's business, it's, people. We can wait, dude. I'm a patient person. I've got a lot on my plate already. I can fucking wait until fall, and then every fucking Sunday night we're curling up on the couch yeah. watching Penguin. And then as soon as that's done, and we're just like all revved up, I'm like, God damn, I can't believe this is gonna be another fucking two years probably yeah, right I mean, until we see the batman part two. Oh, by the way amazon's like man just have fun with it and and honestly i mean we are patient as hell dude like true we deal with julia basically buddhist monks basically all right well this was a fun one fun little kickoff yeah uh stick around folks yeah let's uh just real quick look forward to what we got coming um certainly we'll be checking back in on shogun when you get caught up i'm gonna watch it tonight yes and 
Dune Part 2, hopefully Saturday, and we'll definitely do a nice little review um, sometime in the middle of next week. So stay tuned. Mm, it's big Pippin, baby. Oh, yeah.